it's a Rock and Roll Bedtime Stories bonus episode. We are in the season. Let's get spooky and talk about our favorite Halloween songs. I just thought it'd be fun. Brian. It's a, oh, is that it? Is that is the, w- w- witchy woman? Is that on your list? It's, hey, I feel it's like we've already cut. litigated the Eagles on this show. Do we really need to do that right now? But here's what we're going to do. Left turn. There's someone that does a version of that song that a lot of people haven't heard. It's And it's the Hollies. And it kicks ass. It's a great song. So there are so many Halloween songs. Oh my gosh! Well, it, um, this is you know it's like go. it's it's Halloween weekend. This will go up Halloween weekend, so you've got all weekend at your parties, going to multiple Halloween parties. One at my house. Well, you know, here's the thing: if you have a party of any caliber around Halloween, it becomes a Halloween party. I'm actually going to a birthday party and a wedding reception that are both costume Halloween parties because they happen to be on the weekend of Halloween. So, a wedding reception is a, costume. A, a wedding reception. And do you want to know what I'm going as? Yeah, I do. Okay, hold on. Let me show you. Let me show you a key piece of the attire and then see if you can guess. Okay, hold on just a second. I realize this doesn't work for the audience, but we're just going to go with it. Hold on. You want to make your guess? Are you caveman lawyer? No. (laughs) It's hard. It's hard with the headphones on, man, for you to get the full effect. I don't have the Hellfire Club t-shirt on. Are you? Oh, I was going to say, are you Howard Stern? No. <laughs> so you did, you could totally do Howard Stern too. right now with these headphones on and a microphone. I probably totally look like Howard Stern. This is my Eddie Munson wig, man. Do you have a Halloween costume? Are you are you good? I, I was trying to work out a you know uh, a sh- not a, a matching thing, but like that we could both do something, and like that is not materialized. And I realized tomorrow I've got a big meeting at work with this. I think it's like a vice president. Like it's a thing I haven't had to do. And, and it's like 20 people. So I don't even know how many people are in person or how many people are you going virtual. in costume to this meeting. No, but it is a, a, a virtual costume party. And it's like the, this lady has just started at work and she's having her first big meeting with her staff and it's a costume party. And it's I feel like dangerous. a schmuck. I feel like a schmuck not having a costume. Do you need to borrow but, my Eddie Munson wig? Because it's really simple. You just need a jean jacket. God knows you have one of those. Um, I don't, man. I got. I, I need to get a new one of those. Definitely like stealing a, one from my daughter. I don't actually own one. I need a, a, a Johnny from Cobra Kai. That's what I want. That's oh, that would be costume. good. That would be good. Yeah. Okay, uh, enough about costumes. Let's talk about the songs that we're going to listen to while we're wearing the costumes. Okay, so when we were talking about doing this, I told Murdoch, the one rule is like, don't pick Monster Mash, right? Like, we got to be a little more creative than that. Not yeah. that you would expect us to do that because, yeah. you know, any excuse we have to talk about obscure music, we're going to do it. Uh, so how do you want to do this? Do you want to just go back and forth with our list? Yeah. We both we both brought... Here's also the other thing that happens with, with Murdoch and I. I was like, bring like three... And then he was like, but I got a fourth. And I was like, okay, cool. I got a fourth too. And then I was like, okay, I have a fifth now. So there's going to be 10 songs. We each brought five. I'm going to let you kick it off and uh, I'll play DJ. You tell us about the first song you put on at the Halloween party. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Just the first song I thought of in general is if I could just pick the entire record, it would be um, the Misfits Walk Among Us record, which is like... If the Ramones were a crappier band and they made a Halloween record, 
but all their records were Halloween records. That's the Misfits. For for people that don't even know who the Misfits are, that's it. But the song the song that I love is Skulls, and that's the one. that description of the Ramones but crappier and Halloween themed. <laughs> yeah. This this was a song that freaked my mom out, which never happened really. And really? There's a, line, there's a line in it that says, collect the heads from little girls and put them on my wall. The heads from little girls and put them on my wall. Uh, okay. So my first pick is along the same lines only in the sense that I thought of a band that I feel like has a Halloween sort of feel to them, right? Uh, they're much bigger than that. I would say even more so than the Misfits. I, I think the Misfits probably do get sort of shoved into October a lot. I don't know that this band does, but I do think The Cure has quite a bit to offer in the way of of the gothic and the slightly off-kilter and scary, right? And so I, I just, I don't think there's a creepier song on the planet than Lullaby. Oh, yeah, what a great pick, Brian. We've never talked about this band together. I mean, it's creepy before the creepy lyrics start. Like when Robert Smith starts talking about spiders and shit, that's when you you really get scared. But oh yeah, hey, when I was in college, I went to a big concert and I saw uh, a duo cover that song. It was 1995. I was going to see if you could guess because if you don't know, it's going to be one of those things where you're going to go whoa whoa whoa. A duo. Um, was it Penn and Teller? <laughs> I'm just no, probably, I'm picturing the one that doesn't talk just miming to this song. I know. Who no. was it? It was Jimmy Page and Robert Plant. Really? Yes, they did this. Whoa, that's great. So my relationship with The Cure is really complex. You mentioned we haven't talked about them on the show. I think we will. I'm actually in the middle of reading the Lull Tolhurst book. But, um, I, you know... I didn't really know The Cure growing up. I, I don't think I knew anything by The Cure. And I met a girl in college who one of the first real interactions we had was she gave me a copy of Galore. And it was sort of the defining thing in our relationship, right? And I'll never forget that, like, so I was just sort she was just one of those, she was, like, one of the first people that I, like, really had strong feelings for, even though they were, like, complicated, but didn't get along that well, and it was, like, a very dysfunctional relationship. But, you know, it's, like, that first real relationship that you have. And I remember that a buddy of mine came and visited me and I would listen to Galore all the time during this period. And I, he was out with his, he had a girlfriend that lived on campus. He didn't live there. He came and he saw her and then he was sleeping in my room. And I remember waking up on Saturday morning and he was like, dude, I came back from Laura's room and I was all sad and you were passed out on the bed and lullaby by the cure was on. And I cried myself to sleep. (laughs) 
Oh my god. Story, He's like, that was so depressing, dude. That that story. Oh my god. That story. I'm so sorry. Wow. That's. I get it. Man, you put you put that you put that vampire terrible Halloween vibe on that song. And uh, X, do I have to go now? Good yeah, well, yes, and I think uh, let's let's lift the mood a little bit, right? There's like sort of two ways you can go with Halloween. There's like the creepy, and then there's the completely ridiculous. And I had forgotten about this song. Uh, yeah. and it makes me so happy. I don't even know why I know this song. And when you sent me this song, I played it and was like, "Oh my god, I know every word to this." So why don't you talk about it? I, I don't know where I really lived, but someone put it on a cassette for me. And after that, it has been something that has followed me. And I really couldn't tell you another song by this artist. Yeah, me neither. His name's Benji, Benji Hughes. And he has a song called The Mummy. They said the Frankenstein was not a band. Could you get Dracula, whatever you do? Don't get the mummy. I mean, part of the fun is seeing a picture of this guy. Like, he's a big dude with a whole lot of hair on his face and, like, a weird head wrap and sunglasses, and he just rocks this song. And the lyrics are ridiculous. Um, it's like that, sort of like that twee indie pop, like, Bishop Allen sort of vibe. Uh, but man, it's so catchy, and you're gonna get it stuck in your head. It's really catchy. It's an earworm thing. All right, I want to hear your next one. Thanks for bringing the Cure into the conversation. I was listening to them in high school, and Good Lord is a important band for me. So I went goofy on the second track too. Uh, this there was a guy who like was sort of one of the first stories of this idea of like a purely internet musician. Um, I don't know if you remember this guy. His name's Jonathan Colton. And he decided at one point to like write a song every day or every week or something. I think it was every week. And I have a songwriter friend who got sort of obsessed with it, and he was sending me songs. And at some point, I heard this one, and I still, regardless of the season, like to put this on in the car and sing it to my kids who do not like it because they think it's stupid. Um, and it's a song... With a, with a simple premise, and I love the storytelling. We talk about storytelling all the time. We're the story guys. Uh, the simple premise is there's a zombie who has enough wherewithal to decide that he can win an argument with a human about a lot, that human allowing him to eat his brain. So he decides to write him an email. And so the song is called Regarding, colon, Your Brains. This is Jonathan Colt. From the office down the hall Good to see you, buddy. How have you been? Things have been okay for me, except that I'm a zombie now. I really wish you'd let us in. I think I speak for all of us when I say I understand why you folks might hesitate to submit to our demand. Here's an FYI You're all gonna die Screaming All we wanna do Is eat your brains We're not unreasonable I mean no one's gonna eat your eyes We're not unreasonable No one's gonna eat your eyes Wow (laughs) Not a lot of songs where you get to say that 
Yeah, that's fantastic, dude. I like that. I, I just I appreciate the in-depth storytelling that's done <laughs> in in a short four minutes and thirty seconds. So, uh, what do you have for number three? Oh, for number three, coming up number three on our Halloween countdown, coming out thirty years ago. I, I was going like this week. I don't know. Hot one hundred. <laughs> uh, Sabato put out "Smash Your Head on the Punk Rock" thirty years ago this year. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, I love Dinosaur Junior. And then once I discovered Sabato, um, Lou Barlow really became like one of my favorite songwriters, and still is. And I still like him, and I still like Dinosaur Junior with him. And I love Sabato. And the song uh, "Easy" is. Uh, depicts vampire. So you got your obvious sentimental pick in. You, you, you got your Sabado. Uh So you know we're going to have to talk about Third Eye Blind for a moment. I mean, yeah, we are. bro, we're doing a playlist pick. You didn't think I was going to throw them in somehow? So interesting story, okay? So early in their catalog, early in their career, uh, they were... I mean, they figured out pretty early that they could do covers, right? And I have this whole diatribe. I won't use a lot of time here to defend it, but I think that one of the things that band does best, I think they've written a lot of great albums and a lot of great songs. I think one thing they do really well now is figure out how to cover things to make them sound like their own song. They they had a uh, uh, an EP a few years ago called Thanks for Everything where they just picked songs they like, mostly sort of obscure songs or B-sides uh, or deeper cuts from, from famous bands and did their spin on them and, and they feel like different songs. They don't feel like covers necessarily, right? They do a Queens of the Stone Age song. They do a Santa Gold song. I think they've gotten really good at this. On the new record, they have a, they do a um, a Caliphone song, and and it's become the closing moment of their last tour, where they they do this Caliphone song, and it doesn't sound like the Caliphone song at all. So early in their career, they were doing a version of Heroin by Lou Reed in the Velvet Underground. Yeah, I knew this. I don't remember what it sounds like at all. So, Heroin is a slow song. Um, you can find this. They have re-released this version of Heroin on a like an expanded disc from the last couple of years, and it's on Spotify. So, if you look Heroin, Third Eye Bond, you can hear it. It's terrible. Um, it's not an example of them doing a great cover. It sounds weird. Uh, the, the guitar player at the time, Kevin Cadigan, uh, sped up the guitar, like sort of the main guitar part, and made it really fast. Almost like a punk rock song, and but they kept the lyrics to heroin. Well, at some point, someone pointed out to them that they shouldn't do that, and Stephen wrote a different set of lyrics, and the set of lyrics center on this hook: "We're all stars in the horror show." So the song is called "Horror Show." It was not on an album. It ends up getting dropped on the Varsity Blues soundtrack. Oh my gosh. And if there's anything that defines our age difference, I guarantee you it is our relationship with Varsity Blues. Yes, it is. 
<laughs> this is a very important movie, very important soundtrack for a kid who went to high school and college in Arkansas. Um, and so this is a snippet of horror show from the Varsity Blues soundtrack. It's basically heroin with different lyrics and played really fast by Third Eye Blind. How good what he is? How good looking he is? Yet. <laughs> He's a lot of things. Uh, usually, people anymore do not describe him uh, as good looking at the top of the list. Um, but no, I get it. It's but... uh, man, it's a hell of a song. Do you hear heroin in that? No. Nah. Do you hear the guitar riff? It's interesting nah. if you go back and listen to heroin and then you listen to that because I mean, it's very fast. But you can hear the you can hear the roots of it. Okay, what is your next song on your Halloween? playlist and one thing our listeners would never know is that i'd change the order of mine not just to put brian on his toes but because i can't see or count uh so my the next one <laughs> you didn't change no we're right in order we're right in order at this point really i yeah. thought we were i thought i went backwards no okay. you're good this is Am exactly I how i had it set up let's see if you can get number four well okay well it's okay so there was a time, okay, I'm just, this. I think this is the easiest way to set this up completely. There was a time in my life where I read all those damn Anne Rice books. And, uh, Are you serious? You and my yeah. wife have never had a conversation about this? Because she no. is her favorite writer. Uh, yeah. I think she'd probably still say her favorite writer. An Interview I, with I, the Vampire, one of her favorite books of all time. I'd like to go see that the the new Lestat movie or whatever. I heard it's a it show, like, I think. It, I think it's on Showtime or something. Oh, I, Oh yeah, maybe I have no idea. Um, I remember a, a friend of mine like told me about it, and he was like, "He's like, I was watching. I got super excited. That it was going to be super gay and super hot, and it was super gay and super hot. And I knew lots of people were going to be super, super duper uncomfortable, <laughs> and it was awesome. <laughs> so I can't wait to watch it. Um, but yeah, so that yeah, and then uh, because of that, I loved Concrete Blondes, Bloodletting. Uh, yeah, right. For the for the obvious reason that that song could just be played while you're li- reading <laughs> every one of those books. I love the idea of you sitting in your dorm room listening to Bloodletting and reading Interview with the dorm, Vampire. Dorm room. How about my 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 parents' house? <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about how great it is? This is also the band and the album that brought us Joey. Yeah. <laughs> like, I talk know, about two totally know, different vibes. Oh, man. Yeah. Her, her voice on that song. Like, sometimes if I don't, if I'm just sad, I just listen to Joey, man. There's just something about her voice. I love it. Just the notes and the desperation when she hits those notes. Yeah. Is this the record that has the sky as a poisonous garden? It'd be second track. Oh. 
I can uh, check. Let's find out. It's all right. Uh, but this yes, it is. Be- that is track two. Vampire Song is first. Skies of Poisonous Garden is track two. Track three is Caroline. And yeah. uh, Joey is track nine. You got to get Carol- almost to the end. Caroline's a super great, great song, too. So now we have to move to your. My number, next two. Number, one, number four, maybe. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yes. So this one I feel is like sort of nail on the head. I mean, I think it's I think it's got definite roots in uh, your first pick, The Misfits. Um, it's definitely a reinterpretation of that for the early 2000s. Uh, also just read Dan Ozzy's book, Sell Out, and they get a whole chapter. It's The Distillers, uh, Drain the Blood. I'm living on steady faith. Kind of likes to restrict your breath. Never been a better time in this. The thing the distillers did so well is you're like getting just hit in the face with her voice and her delivery, and then there's there's like a freaking bar song sing along hook in the middle of it. All my yeah. friends are murder. I I mean, you know, whatever it yeah. takes. Whatever it takes, Brody. Great live band. So, okay, we've each got one left. Let me hear your last pick. Yes. Uh how about this for uh a setup? The first grunge band, punk rock band, out of Seattle, out of Nirvana. What's Nirvana's song? Is 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 the Sonics, (laughs) and the song we're listening to is the Witch. was your first exposure to this song like when did you hear this really i i thought it was the the nuggets box set but i don't think it was so it was around the time that i was discovering like that that box set that lenny k put together the guy yeah. from the patty yeah, yeah, yeah. and right and, and there were and so you know it was 30 years ago or so um and i always wanted to see them like after there was kind of this a little bit of revival and the records started coming back out and there were reissues of the record. They, they started playing again, man. And they were playing with, with some of the original members. Um, and it looked like their live shows were a a rowdy thing. Like, you know, it wasn't like, you know, everyone sitting down, like watching, you know, it was a, it was a full on, like, you know, really exciting rock show. Um, so, but any, anyway, uh, they also have a great song called Psycho um, that could have made this list, but the the witch is just kind of creepy, kind of creepy song. So this leaves your last pick, which you had to add in, which allowed me to add that one in. So this one, begat that one. Actually, so- actually, I dropped in the distillers for for to give you the witch. Uh, my last pick, I had placed here because it's the the pick that I'm most proud of and is I feel like is most important on this list um, in the most pretentious way possible and that is uh, an Australian rapper 
named Seth Century. Years ago, I came across this. Actually, this record is 10 years old. Um, he put out a record called This Was Tomorrow in 2012, and it is one of my favorite rap records. And it's there was like a thing happening in 2012 hip-hop that was like, like Australian hip-hop was almost like 10 years behind. So it sounded like late 90s, sort of, or early 2000s hip American hip-hop. Um but he, we, you know, I talked earlier about how the silly Jonathan Colton song is like great storytelling. And Seth spends, he gets five minutes in this rap song to tell a story about waking up one day and realizing there had been a zombie apocalypse and his reaction to how he fought his way through the day. It's very serious. It's not, it's not cheeky. It's very much a song that is finds this character that he is playing, this version of himself, literally fighting zombies, all in rhyming, very, I mean, just perfectly dropped bars. It, it's really a marvel in in rap songwriting, in my opinion. I might be overselling it, but I'm just gonna I'm gonna cut to the middle of this because there's a lot of setup in the first couple of verses, and it's a long song. It's five minutes, but the song is called "Where Was You When the Dead Come Walking." And this is Seth Century from his This Was Tomorrow record. First thought I had is somebody's getting a pay cut. Photocopier is screaming at me out of paper and there's no one here to blame, so I need to get some A for. Hey yo, this ain't what I get paid for. And I see him crawling invite a fire escape door. It was a flood full of teeth, face like a friend, eyes like a frozen fish, arms outstretched. Shell made a suit and tie looking like upright death on its lunch break. And it's only Monday. strings he's got subtle sound effects it's like really well done and it's just smacked like track 10 of 11 or something on this record but the rest of which is a little more cheeky and silly uh very very uh good rapper but he's just sort of his footprint is really in australia only um he's he's never really crossed over to the states yeah. but i i highly suggest checking out seth century s-e-n-t-r-y um, and I'd like to just the hip hop song that I wanted to include, but did not include because I'm not saying we're a family show, but we just generally just don't go like just out of control with Uh-oh. the language. Oh, um, but but Chucky by the Ghetto Boys. Oh, I, I knew it was coming. I was ready with it. I was ready with it. But it's wanna it's, play? It's filthy, dude. I told you size was this shit, that's why I murdered your nieces. Was my fault they find their head cutting 88 pieces. Don't let them run. <laughs> I was oh. like, just cut it, just cut it there. Um, <laughs> I wanted to see food, so I fished in a child heads. MFers, something, something, cause I'm sick. Dead heads and frog legs. Mmm, cake mix. That's a, a line in that song. I mean, I, I don't even know. And by the way. That song was not in any Chucky movie. This feels like a missed opportunity. I'm thinking something. There was some type of missed, con- unconnected dots between management, <laughs> movie producer, agent, someone. Well, who, who you use that much language, it might be hard to get it by. 
Uh, so, is there anything else that we missed? I thought it was pretty interesting that uh, I told you, size was it shit. That's why I murdered your niece. <laughs> That's the first line of that song. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! It makes me so, laugh so much. I, you know, we. I'm proud of us because neither of us put werewolves in London on this list. That would have yeah. felt too obvious. There, there is werewolf gimmick by the Mountain Goats, or I'm a werewolf baby by the Tragically Hip. Should we have? Should we have included that? Do you know that one? Uh, yeah, but no. <laughs> I just really want to talk about the Tragically Hip. That's definitely not a band we've ever mentioned on this show before. Uh, I mean, this is a total opportunity to talk about Super Drag. It's like I didn't include them, but man, that wasn't easy. One. I went third eye blind, and we didn't, and you didn't go Super Drag. What the hell's mm-hmm. wrong with you? Tell, give us the Super Drag pick. Uh, super Drag. John Davis, the Super Drag. They had a big re- sucked out. Was their Busbin uh, track yeah. in '96, yeah, yeah. and then they had a record that came out uh, after that in '98 called Head Trip in Every Key, and I, he demoed about forty songs for it. And uh, they, I, I don't, they didn't think there was a hit, uh, which is pretty amazing when you hear the record. Uh, but this is the song that ended up being the song that was written when they need, like, we need another song. And they wrote this. It's called uh, Do, the, Do Vampire. the Vampire. Do the Vampire. we could do this for a long time but since we had the beautiful chunky power chord hook fest from super drag i feel like this is a good place to stop <laughs> I, I you know man i'd say they're pretty solid they're <laughs> pretty great. solid man pretty solid yeah. man uh wow so if you have a favorite halloween tune that we missed we love this right so let us know uh, i don't know that we'll go on the show but i'm sure murdoch and i will trade it back and forth and put it on our own personal playlist and if you want to hit this playlist we will put links uh to it uh, on facebook and on instagram etc it is on spotify it is just labeled rock and roll bedtime stories halloween jams if you want to come find it yourself um make sure you do all the normal stuff to stay in touch with us uh what's the email address there murdoch it's we are the story guys at gmail.com. We got a website. It's we are the story guys.com. Uh, you can find out stuff about us there if you want. Uh, you can also um, you can review the show. That'd be nice if you if you feeling good. If you're feeling like if you've had a couple of those Halloween cocktails and not too many though, so you can type um, and you want to say nice words on the internet about us. That's fine. Like speak for yourself. Not too many cocktails, <laughs> Dad. I just want him to be able to hey, listen. Drunken, <laughs> drunken reviews of this show. I'm not sure are what we need, unless you're pounding in the five stars. If you're pounding the five stars in the and all of the other stuff is gibberish, I guess it's okay. But just don't accidentally yeah. hit the wrong one. You know, I just want to say I just don't want to discriminate whether anybody is drinking like some like bullet. Or for loco, I just want to make sure everybody's having a good time. That's all I'm saying. I, I, hey, listen, uh, you know, you can dunk for apples in bourbon. That is a thing we do in Kentucky. Why don't we just start rumors about the things we use bourbon for in Kentucky? That feels like a good move. We put out fires with bourbon. <laughs> we got so much, oh, we brush our teeth with that. Uh, okay, <laughs> what should people keep doing uh, until next keep, Halloween, Murdoch? Keep, keep telling stories. I'm not even sure where we're headed. We need to turn the recorder off. 